Welcome to BS with Bethany Simcoe. This is your host, Bethany Simcoe. Today's episode, again, is going to be a little on-the-phone car ride episode. If we're not careful, I'm going to have to change the name of this to, like, Car Thoughts with Bethany Simcoe or, like, Buckle Up because we're going on a drive and chatting with Bethany Simcoe. I feel like I do my best thinking, like, when I'm driving. I just, I love myself a good drive, especially, like, late night. Like, goodness gracious, sign me up. So I was wanting to sit down and like actually film this podcast episode because I've been filming usually on like Saturday, Sunday, and then I'll edit Monday and post Tuesday. Today's honestly been a bit of a weird day. I certainly did not have the energy to do my whole podcast set up and sit down and have like a face-to-face chit-chat. So that's actually kind of perfect because I was originally going to kind of talk about what it's like moving out young and how to like support yourself, like find independence, finding yourself after moving out. And like, I think that's definitely an episode that I still want to do. But today's episode is going to be about the ebb and flow. This is a concept, like probably one of my top favorite life lessons that I have ever learned is the ebb and flow because everything in life ebbs and flows. The more I learn about it, like the more I experience, the more I see, the more I realize how true that concept is. Before we hop into that, I'm going to do my 331 really quickly. Usually I kind of like write this down so I like know, but off the top of my head, We're just going to go for three things that I am grateful for, three things that I did well this week, and one thing I want to work on moving forward. I encourage you guys to do this with me every time as well. Just part of like your, make it part of your week. Make it part of like setting intentions, recognizing what you've done well, being grateful for things in your life. So three things I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that I am on my way to my sister's house. She's about to have a baby, which is so exciting. So this might be like one of the last times I see her before she has another kid. I'm grateful I get to go hang out with her. She's down here kind of like an hour away from me, which is kind of fun. I get to go see her and her cute family. I'm grateful that I got to go do Pilates this week. So I ended up getting like a week-long Pilates pass just because my friend like invited me last weekend. And she's like, hey, like come to Pilates with me in the morning. And I was like, amazing. The price difference between like one class and a week of unlimited classes was like, 40 bucks and the class itself was like 45 so I was like I think I'm gonna get the unlimited pass so I did and I went like five times this week and oh my goodness it was so fun and in the moment I was like I'm gonna kill this instructor this is the worst thing ever and we did like a little final like shavasana and they gave you like a little I don't even know it's like a mini massage at the end it's like 10 seconds long but it's enough to make you be like oh yeah this was all worth it like I'm coming back so that was super fun And honestly, I lift a lot. I was prepared to be humbled. Like, I know the people who lift, like, go to Pilates, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I was so humbled. Honestly, it was, I'm not as sore as I expected to be. I think that my abs and my hips are the most sore. So that was definitely interesting. It for sure is a killer ab workout. Like, your core gets blasted, if you will. So that was really fun. Pilates is definitely something I would, like, love to do and, like, love to look into more. As for me, I'm not willing to drop that much money on Pilates right now, so gold gem it is. But also, my third thing that I'm going to be grateful for this week is that I get to go try out some more fun workout classes because both Studio 3 and Equinox have invited me to come hang out and take a class with them, which is kind of surreal. Like, going to a workout class with Equinox, I'm like, hello, like, who do I think I am? But that's going to be really exciting. It's also kind of ironic because I'm driving my Equinox right now, and Honestly, as soon as I got on the road, I realized that this might be a really bad idea because I feel like my transmission's been having some issues. I might have to turn around because I do not know if my car is going to make it an hour to Liberty Hill. 
but I guess we're all going to stick around and find out. So yeah, speaking of Equinox, I might have one less Equinox in my life after this drive. And that'll be interesting. And then if I like Studio 3, I think that that's something I could genuinely see myself doing. That workout, oh my goodness, like kicked the living daylights out of me. I went in there expecting some yoga and I got like a hit class. Like my heart rate was at 180 the whole time. I was like, whoa, hello. So that was definitely something that I could keep going to. I was like, that was a, that was a good challenge. I'm here for this. So then three things that I did well this week. What even happened this week? I'm trying to remember. I feel like this week was such a blur. Oh my gosh, of course. This week I woke up. Okay. So this week I set the goal of waking up at like 6 or 6.30 every... Okay, hold on. We're actually... We're not getting far into this drive and I'm already considering turning around this this might not go well but i really want to go see my sister before she has the baby so i'm like do i risk it and like try to get out there but we're only six minutes into the drive so this week i have been up at like six slash six thirty every morning for a workout class which is something i'm so proud of myself for and i will never be doing again i am not someone who enjoys getting up early and i do not enjoy being a morning person so if you are a morning person and you can make that lifestyle work for you go you. But as for now, I was like, a week is enough for me. So I think that that kind of like inspired a little bit of change for me, though. I think that I would love to start waking up a little bit earlier than I usually do, but like more around seven, like six for me is just not in the cards currently. I think that this week kind of inspired me to like wake up a bit earlier. 7 a.m. wake up time seems solid to me. She can stay right there. I also posted on the podcast Instagram this week, which I'm proud of myself for that. I've been meaning to post on there for a little bit, but also I know it's not a huge deal for me if I post on that. It's not like the emphasis that I'm trying to create. You guys can just listen. You see most of the stuff that I post about anyways on my normal page, but I think it's kind of fun to like get a few posts out there every once in a while. And so I posted about the last episode that I did, episode six and it seems like it helped a few of you guys which makes me so happy and i will make instagram posts all day long as long as they help you guys that's genuinely what makes me so happy like i love that anything that i can say if it gives you guys insight or that like helps you at all makes my day like that's why this all is so freaking worth it to me that was really fun and i'm proud of myself for hopping on that kind of along the lines of like waking up early every day this week after like my pilates class or whatever workout class i did i went and found a cute coffee shop and got a lot of work done i feel like it's been a very productive week i've really enjoyed the structure so that has been very nice. And then one thing I want to work on this week is definitely bedtime. Holy cow. The hardest part about getting up early, and I talked to you guys about this on TikTok a little bit, but it is the going to bed early, I feel like. That has been the hardest part because I like get in bed like 9, 30, 10, and then like just sit and be awake. I'm like, oh, so actually there's never been less melatonin in my bloodstream than in this moment. So that's been, like the hardest part. Trying to train my brain to like get tired around that time has been tough. But waking up at 6.30 has helped a lot because then by like 9, 9.30, I'm like, whoa, somebody put me to bed. Grandma is tired. So that's been very interesting. I think like having... 10 30 11 o'clock bedtime is like perfect for me right now so i'm gonna try that out this week setting that attention for myself setting that goal for myself and that is a promise that i will be keeping to myself also I'll have you know that my sense of self-preservation has in fact kicked in so i am turning around we are going home just texting my sister i'm like hey girl good luck with the baby but i gotta go so we save this bring it to the shop on tuesday and that'll be interesting this is kind of getting off topic. We'll hop into the ebb and flow in a second here. But I have been wanting to buy myself a very specific car for my birthday. I know exactly which one it is, but it's one of those things where it's like the manifestation is very much in progress. So can't say anything about it yet because it is very close to my heart. It is going to happen and it's going to be so good. In my mind, I literally already have it. I'm already driving it. So I was going to buy it for myself for my birthday. But if this Equinox goes downhill quick, we might have to hop on that a bit sooner. So who knows? Maybe in the next podcast episode or two, 
you guys will be hearing about my very first new car purchase or sort of new car purchase. We'll see. All right, let's hop directly into the ebb and flow now. So I was listening to a little voice note that I recorded almost exactly a year ago. It was in May-ish of last year. And I've just always recorded voice notes on my phone. That's like one reason I was like, you know what? I can do a podcast. Like I've been podcasting to myself for ages. I'll just like hop on and I'll just chat about topics that are on my mind. And so literally exactly like this. I was talking about the ebb and flow in that voice note. I had some interesting insights that I'd kind of forgotten about, which is why I love doing these. Like love documenting and love hearing about my mindset, where I am in the moment, because it's always changing. It's always what? Ebbing and flowing. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, we worked that in. And when I say ebb and flow, like picture an ocean, maybe just like a wave graph. It's going to go up and it's going to go down, but it will not stop moving. So the only guarantees in life are that things are going to go up and things are going to go down and they ain't never going to stop moving. I'm someone who feels emotions very deeply and someone who has very intense emotional reactions to things. At one point in my life, I was having such intense emotional reactions to things that I was diagnosed with BPD or borderline personality disorder. I was at a time in my life where I was very like volatile. There was a lot of factors going on. And I do know what it feels like to have very, very intense emotional reactions to things. And it sucks. It's not fun to feel like your emotions are in control of your life, to feel like you have no say in how your day is going to go, like something small could happen and the rest of your week is ruined. I'm going to give a few instances in my life where I've learned about ebb and flow. And maybe by sharing some of my instances, it might give you some perspective on situations in your life as well. When you let your emotions be controlled by circumstances, life really, it sucks. It's kind of miserable. And it, it really is no fun because your highs are so incredibly high and it's exhilarating and it's so fun. And my little dopamine chasing brain is like the happiest little thing it could ever be. Like it is so elated and exhilarating. It's like, holy crap, like this is the best thing ever. And because that high was so high that whatever it drops, the low is so incredibly low, right? And so I go from like the, oh my gosh, this is the best day of my life. This is so freaking cool. Like, Life is insane to like, oh my goodness, like life sucks. This is the worst. I'm the worst. Everything is horrible. And then I'm just so low. And I do have to wash this myself because I love to get into a life is too short not to. Like life is meant to be lived. You're meant to feel all the emotions. And I, I definitely have periods of that. And those aren't bad. I'm going to preface that right now by saying like, yes, life is meant to be lived. Those emotions are meant to be experienced for sure. I'm not saying they're not. But I'm saying that the emotional reaction you give to things does not have to be so incredibly high and does not have to be so incredibly low because the capacity for your highs then determines the capacity for your lows. As I've gone through, I've kind of noticed that life is a little bit more enjoyable when it's peaceful. You know, when I have a little bit more of a subdued, okay, we've got some good highs, we've got some good lows, but none of it is like world ending. None of it is like life altering because you can have like life altering events, but it's the emotional reaction. I think what I'm getting at here is like, yes, you can have an incredible, wonderful life with lots of good things and bad things happening to you, but it, it really is like the emotional weight that you put to it. The first example I'm gonna give here is social media. I is probably the biggest one for me, especially. Even a year ago when I wasn't nearly as invested or involved in TikTok as I am now, I was still feeling that ebb and flow. When a video did well, I was freaking elated. I literally like out loud, like celebrate. Be like, holy cow, this is so cool. And like put so much emotional stock into it. And this is the best thing ever. Like I'm celebrating my wins. I'm gonna be so happy for myself. And then when my videos didn't do well and when they consistently didn't do well, 
and what felt like forever, the views were not good or responses were not good or whatever metric I was looking at when that wasn't doing well, it was like, I am a failure. This is the worst thing that's ever happened. This is the worst day of my life. So it went immediately from the best day of my life to the worst day of my life. And the only thing that had changed was the views, right? Like I was just putting so much into my engagement or views or a metric like that. I started to have to like take myself out of the situation and become more of an observer rather than someone who was swayed by those things. And I have to remind myself that to this day, that when a video gets millions of views, I can say, oh my gosh, yeah, that's really cool. Good job, Beth. Or wow, I just acknowledge it. Of course, acknowledge it. Like I'm always going to be so proud of myself for things like that. And you should too, for whatever instance it is. But it's more of like a, wow, good job. Like that's pretty awesome. Instead of, holy cow, it's the best day of my life. Everything's perfectly amazing. So when the views are low or the content isn't connecting or whatever I'm worried about, it's instead of a, wow, this is the worst day of my life. I suck at creating content. Everybody hates me. No one wants to watch these videos. Like instead of that low being so incredibly low, it's a, oh, shoot, that's kind of weird. Okay, moving on to my day. Because I only gave it so much emotional stock when it was high. It only gets so much emotional stock when it's low. Like it doesn't matter a whole lot to me when it's low because it really didn't matter a whole lot to me when it was high. Like the reason that I have to keep reminding myself it does not matter to me is because the only guarantee about my views on TikTok is that they will go up and then they will go down. Social media is such a weird world. There's no way of knowing like what's going to happen next, but I can tell you exactly what's going to happen next. My views are going to go up and then my views are going to go down and then they're going to go back up again and then they're going to go back down again. And so accepting that and realizing that brings a lot of peace of mind and it reminds myself that like, oh, obviously, yes, I can like pivot with my content and the content that I make and the quality of it means a lot. But if the views go down and I'm so, so upset about it and I'm wondering and I'm questioning my entire career choice, I'm going to have a lot of hurt in my near future because they're for sure going to go down at some point and things are going to fluctuate, right? Like fluctuation is kind of the name of the game. So I don't know, that just like brings a lot of peace of mind and it brings a lot of emotional stability and it's way less exhausting. Like having less emotional ties to things like that is just so much less exhausting. When I made this little voice note on this topic a year ago, one of the other things I kind of mentioned was boys. That was before I'd like taken a break from like dating because when I came to Texas, I'd taken a break from dating and I was still very new to Texas at that point. So I was still kind of involved with like some guys back home and like a little bit of dating here. And I was just still like very emotionally involved in so many things at once. And I would get so elated when a guy liked me. I was like, oh my gosh, like he's the one that's gonna be so perfect. That's so awesome. He's up on that pedestal, right? Like he's just up there. And I just think he's the most wonderful thing in the world. And there's so much emotional stock in him. And he is this big looming mountain in my mind. So when he does something good, I am through the roof. I'm like, holy cow, it's the best of my life. And then when he does something bad or something that I don't not bad but like you know when he does something that I don't like or something that draws away from me or he doesn't choose me in some way that would send me down to like the lowest because I'm like well that was the best day of my life so now that means that this is the worst day of my life I'm not sure that like makes sense I would attach so much emotion to them because I was still in denial about the fact that things are going to ebb and they are going to flow and that them flowing and them working out is the determining factor for my happiness but in reality, I have to take a man, a friend, a relationship, whatever that is, off of a pedestal and realize that that thing is going to fluctuate. That thing is going to cause me pain and it's going to cause me happiness. And I have to accept that both of those are going to come. So when it does come, I can be like, oh, that's so cool. That's so awesome. And be more of an observer of the situation rather than so emotionally tangled in it. 
And my mom is so good about reminding me of this because even in my most recent relationship, especially when I was up in Utah, when I was about to see him for the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, mom, like he's about to make me up. Like, this is so scary. Like, I'm so nervous. And she was like, Bethany, you are making him too big in your mind. And I was like, you know what? You are so freaking right. I am making him more than a man in my mind. He is another human being and that is all. Sure, he's a great person, but he's just a person and he is not some mountain. He is not casting some big looming shadow and he has no power to make me have the best day of my life or the worst day of my life because I'm simply an observer of the situation and I go, yeah, this is actually cool. This is fun. I'm enjoying the way that I feel right now or you know what? No, I don't enjoy the way I'm feeling right now. But having like micro reactions to it is just so much more sustainable. I think what I'm trying to like emphasize here is how exhausting it is to feel so many emotions all the time in such high definition. And I'm someone who does love to experience emotions, but feeling them like that can get really tricky and it can get very damaging and it can get very exhausting. So just giving it an appropriate reaction to things is so important because it allows you to like latch on to things that are a lot more stable and a lot more important and that actually have value and to like attach your self-esteem and your mood and your emotional well-being to something that's not going to fluctuate so much and something that doesn't really matter, right? Like views, yes, it's my career and that's scary because if this doesn't work, then I don't eat, right? And a boy, yeah, of course, like I would love to get married and like have a family and that's a big decision. But them individually, like a video individually, no. A random boy individually, no. And things like that. I think those are like the two biggest that I gave then. But now I've, I've noticed it in so many more things. And touching on the ebb and flow with like social media more, you have to realize that like even when things seem like they're so dark and like that, you know, you're looking at your like little wave graph, like your little line, you're seeing that go down and down and down and down and you're not seeing the uptick yet. In my mind, it's a law of nature that it will go back up and it will be okay. So when it is going down, again, it does allow me that emotional stability of being like, you know what? I'm just going to keep chugging along and doing my thing because it will get better from here. And when I'm up, 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 I'm like, holy cow. Sometimes I'll get in a mindset of like, wow, like I could never fail. Like this is too good. It's going too well. Like this is amazing. I just have to humble myself and remember that, hey, this is not promise. This is not guaranteed and it will go back down. So are you in a state to keep your happiness, your contentment, your peace, your tranquility, even when it goes down? Because what are you attached to? And I have to ask myself this all the time. What am I attached to? Am I attached to these views? Am I attached to the attention? Am I attached to whatever it is? Because if I'm attached to that and it goes down, I'm going to be in pain and I'm only going to be happy when it's doing what I want it to do. So am I content with being only happy 50% of the time? Or am I attached to something with substance, with value? That's something outside of those external factors, right? Like something inside my realm of control. Am I attached to that rather than the outside circumstances for my happiness? So that will like no matter where that line goes, I can stay stable. It's been a very hard lesson for me to learn and almost a disappointing lesson for me to learn if I'm going to be real. Because again, like I said, like I love to experience life to the fullest. Like that's always been my thing. I'm like, let the fire burn. I just am so passionate and I just want to live life to the fullest. But like anything that happens too hot and too fast it will burn out. And I've had to learn that lesson as well. I love this concept because it helps me in any day that I'm having. If I'm having just like the worst day in the world and I'm like, everything's going downhill, nothing is working out. I just feel so depleted. I feel exhausted. I like don't know what to do. I assure myself that, hey, it will 
flow again. You're in an ebb right now. You're in a down state and it will flow again. So just being able to like hold on for that flow is just beautiful. And being able to like take myself out of the situation a little bit and being like, you know what? Yeah, I am going to be okay. No matter what happens in this moment, it is going to be so okay so very soon. It just helps me take the emphasis off of a career or a car. Things that are temporary, even right now with my car. I'm like, I've already got back to my apartment because my car right now, it's ebbing, okay? This is not a good moment for my car, but it will flow eventually. And I will have my dream car eventually. And when I do have my dream car, I'm gonna say, wow, this is super cool. How awesome is this that I have this gorgeous new car and then move on with my day? Right now I'm driving this little Equinox and I could be like embarrassed about it. And I could be like, oh my gosh, like what in the world am I even driving? But like, it's a car. It is literally a car. It runs most of the time. It gets me where I need to go. I'm not attaching any value to it. I'm not attaching any self-esteem to it. I'm not attaching my mood to it. I'm like, cool. Yeah, this is the car I drive. Anyways, moving on. Because obviously I would love the car that I have in mind, but it's not going to make me who I am. It's not going to change anything about me and it's not going to change my life. It's not going to change my happiness. It is just something that I think would be amazing and really cool. Just something in my mind that I'm working towards and I'd be really proud of myself if I got. But giving it a very minimal reaction is so powerful because what if that car gets in a crash? What if someone scratches my car and I have like all of this attachment to it? That's obviously going to set me off. I'm going to be so pissed. Someone scratches my car, someone dents it, I'm going to lose my cool. I'm going to be so mad because I'm forgetting that everything ebbs and flows. Nothing is permanent. Like, it is all so very temporary. The third example I'm going to give is with body image. My last episode was talking about body image a lot, but I just kind of want to touch on the ebb and flow body image. Because especially if you're a girl that experiences a menstrual cycle, you know that everything ebbs and flows. Your weight fluctuates, your cycle fluctuates, your mood fluctuates, everything ebbs and flows. And especially when it comes to your body image, I know for me that that third week is a killer, dude. Like I'm so emotional. I have the most insane cravings. I get so bloated and it's so hard on me mentally because I'm already in a delicate state. And then watching my body get bloated and in my mind, you know, get bigger. And that's like something that's scary to me that just like messed with my head so badly. Being able to like have compassion with myself and have grace with myself and remember that, hey, everything ebbs and flows. Right now, in my mind, I'm in an ebb state. I don't have a lot of motivation. I'm feeling really lethargic. I'm feeling very bloated. Okay, that's obviously an ebb state. And I have to remind myself that, hey, in a week or two, I'm gonna be in a flow state again. I'm gonna feel so strong. I'm gonna feel so powerful confident, go-getter. I'm going to have all the energy in the world. So being able to hold on to the concept of ebb and flow in that moment is so powerful and gets me through so many things, especially right then. And again, not attaching my self-worth to things like, how does my body look? Am I being productive enough? Am I eating in the way that I want myself to eat? Like not attaching too much emotion to those things. And if I do look the way that I want to look, I have to look in the mirror and be like, oh, cool, that's nice. And then move on with my day. Because that way, I'm only opening up enough capacity for me to like look in the mirror if I'm not looking how I look. I then only have the capacity to say, oh, cool, that's kind of nice. And like move on. Like I don't care either way. I think in some sense, apathy is a little bit of a good thing. Being able to detach from those things or if I'm not being productive or if I am being productive, looking at myself and being like, wow, go you. Good job. It is a positive acknowledgement, but nothing over the top. So when I'm not being productive, it's more of a, you know what? Maybe not my favorite thing ever but it's okay. Let's work on it. Instead of a, why are you being lazy? Why aren't you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Everything's going to shit. Like getting so down on myself because I didn't shoot up to the ceiling. I don't have to go all the way down to the basement floor. I know that in my mind, I hear that and I'm like, well, why not just like not go to the basement floor? Why not just like cheer myself on so incredibly intensely 
and then just like not go to the basement. That's not how it works. Everything has an equal and opposite reaction, right? Like everything, that ebb and flow will be equal and opposite. And it is a beautiful thing though, because if you have seen extreme lows in your life, you have the capacity, you have the potential, and you have it on your timeline to experience incredible highs incredibly beautiful things but in the long run it is so nice you'll just have like a very gentle wave rather than like some crashing tsunamis going on just like a very gentle like the tide comes in and it rolls and it's beautiful and it feels great the sand is so pretty and then it goes back out and it's just so gentle but it's beautiful and it always is constantly in motion so this episode really is so poignant this week because I am in an ebb state, right? You know, TMI maybe, but like it is the third week for me. And that's why it's so important to remember that like I am going to be lethargic. I'm going to have a lot less drive and desire to be productive. And I'm going to have a lot more cravings and my body's going to look a little bit more bloated. And I am still so valuable and wonderful regardless. My life is so valuable and wonderful regardless because every day I remind myself to put my self-esteem on other things. This episode is really giving myself the permission and the reminder to give it a very small reaction. To look at it objectively and be like, yeah, okay, cool. That's how this is. Moving on. I am maybe not feeling too hot right now, but that doesn't mean anything about who I am or about what's going forward. And it doesn't mean my life is going downhill. It doesn't mean everything's going to shit. It just means that in this moment, I need a little bit more TLC. It means that maybe I need to go watch a little movie and cuddle up and allow myself to rest up for when things inevitably do flow again, when that energy gets high again. And when that happens, I don't have to put a lot of stock into it. I don't have to say that like, this is how it needs to be all the freaking time. And this is the best thing ever. And I'm only valuable when I'm productive and happy because I remember that, hey, this week is going to come again and I'm going to feel down again and that's going to be okay. And so just like reminding yourself that no matter what state you're in, it's not permanent, but to, you know, enjoy it while you're there because it'll be gone and then it'll come back and it'll be gone. And then guess what? It ebbs and flows. I think you really get the point. I'm glad that I was able to kind of respect my energy level today and respect the ebb and flow by taking a little bit more of like a casual approach to this week's episode and just do it in the energy state that I have and be able to share what's on my mind in the way that I can. I hope that throughout this week you're able to recognize where things are ebbing and flowing in your life whether you're in an ebb state right now or in a flow state being able to kind of celebrate where you are but in a very subtle way you know very just be like yeah cool moving on move on with your beautiful wonderful life because things will get better and then things will get worse and then you will be okay either way. I hope that was any sort of helpful or gave you any sort of insight into whatever you are experiencing right now. This was really fun to talk about. I'm glad I got to share this one with you. I'm sure I'll be touching on it again soon because like I said, it is one of the most important and most helpful things I've ever learned in life. So I will see you next week. As always, I would love to see you on our Instagram. If there's ever any episode that you guys want to see, comment on any of our recent posts or DM me or just come chit chat. Thanks for hopping on and listening today and giving me some of your time. I know it's so freaking precious and you have so much to do and you've got a crazy, beautiful life to live. So get back out there. I'm proud of you and I will see you next week. <laughs>